Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome to the first show after the new year of 2023. I am Kathy Paper here at the Midtown Global Market with Matt Tell. Matt, gotta love the pink headphones, pink duct taped headphones, super nice. Anyway, joining me today by special request is Mark Paper, my father, back again. Give a hello to everyone, Mark. Hello to everyone. All right. Third time here. Is this your third time? Yeah, just. And also joining me is my son, Eric Bottern. My grandson. Your grandson, Eric. Say hello. Hello. This was my Christmas gift. It was all I wanted for Christmas was to be on this show. What about Hanukkah? You didn't want to be on it for Hanukkah? No. No. (laughs) I'd need to be on it seven more times. Seven more times. We can make that happen, maybe. We'll see how he does, Matt, right? And then we'll decide whether we're going to let him back. Marky, this is number three. I love that you guys are tracking. It's like the people that host Saturday Night Live. So today we're going to talk some about networking and building relationships and just generally connect. We're in a super cool new space. What what is networking? I forgot. (laughs) Eric, do you want to tell Mark what networking is? Uh, My definition of networking is just connecting with individuals in hopes of, uh, I don't know, creating a a better relationship. Some, Some kind of relationship where you feel that they can lean on you if they need something and you can receive something from them. Excellent. So a little bit of the building two-way connection. Yeah. And Mark, the last time you learned what networking was, uh, did you, you forget? Me, uh, no, <laughs> you told me that I knew it. I did it instinctively. It's just to, to be nice to people and be interested in them and being able to listen to what they have to say. And it's amazing how you can build up a network of people that care about you. Yes. I think it's also a little different if you're trying to do it uh, with a conscious effort or not. And I think sometimes, Mom, when you try and push me in and say, you need to network with these people, then I'm more hesitant, hesitant to do that just because I feel like, uh, you know, like maybe I'll, I'll do something wrong and I won't make the connection or I don't know how to, how to do this step by step. But then like, if I'm over at a friend's house and they have some parent has a friend over, I, I can have a conversation with them naturally. But if it's go talk to this person and see what you can do with that, then it's a, a little bit more difficult for me. So I think just like being instinctual with your networking is better than trying to force it. It's a good differentiation, right? I think... I agree with you a little bit that there are gradations of it because you said it's easier for you to be an instinctual networker when you're with your friends and maybe then you're talking to one of their parents' friends to be an instinctual networker. But what if you don't know when you were looking for an internship, which maybe we can use that example, of I said, why don't you call some of the people you know? That, That was what felt like too much work. I think that was just like the foreign aspect to me, like... I can just call these people up like this doesn't feel natural me dialing them up and asking for something even if I wasn't asking them for something but just like putting that out there it seems kind of like scripted and I just I didn't see how that would play out in a way that would benefit me like I don't think people want to 
maybe maybe I see this wrong, but I don't think people want you just like coming up and not asking for favors. But like I think things work better if they're more natural. They emerge naturally. What are you going to agree with him? I would agree with him, hundred percent. It has to be natural. It can't be forced, and because people can be, people will sense if you're forcing something. I think it ha- if it can come naturally, that, that you care about other people and you want to know about them and, uh, and you're interested in them. Well, I think everybody has different approaches, but I think there's sort of force might be too strong a word versus you're calling somebody that you know peripherally and saying, I'd love to talk to you. I'm curious to learn more about your organization or Eric, you're a data analytics major. You wanted to learn a little bit more about a company that does analytics of websites. I think there's, I think there's a part of networking where you do have to be a little uncomfortable to reach out to somebody. But if you do it with curiosity and with kind of little expectation, most people are generous of saying, oh, yeah, I'd love to connect you to so-and-so. I, I agree with you that most people, most people want to help you. Do you look at the people that you're networking with as your friends? Because I think, Marky, you'd say, like, most people that you're, you're talking to, related to, you, you'd say that they're your friends. And maybe, like, in my, in my network on LinkedIn, I've got a bunch of connections, but I think I would feel comfortable reaching out to, like, a quarter of them. Mm. I think... If they're your friends, that's when, like, you'll go out on a limb if you need something. Uh, you go ahead, Kathy. Well, I was going to say, one is, I, so I have this conversation with my sister, who when I talk to people and say they're a friend of mine, or Matt, I know you always say, I got a guy. My sister's like, they're not all your friends. And I'm like, well, they are people in my network that I would feel comfortable asking for something and and same if they would ask me for something I would feel comfortable so no not everybody in my network is my quote friend but usually when I let people into my LinkedIn I would if they asked me for something I would do do it and if they if it got too much I might say you know what that's more than I can Mm -hmm. deliver what do you? What were you gonna say? No, I, I agree with what you said. But 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 Eric, I'm thinking if you have on LinkedIn, would you say 250 connections or 500? Or More than that. You blew it up. I know. Yeah, and that's why like, I think now it's a little artificial network where I've seen this person at school once. I'm gonna try and connect with them on LinkedIn. They wouldn't like they wouldn't do anything for me, but I know that there are people in my network who like. If I saw something that I know they'd be interested in, like I'd send it their way or hopefully like they'd send something my way. Right. But okay, so let's just say somebody's listening to this and they're looking for an internship. They're between their junior and senior year in college, Mm -hmm. which you happen to be. And if they're listening to that and they reached out to you and said, hey, how did you find your internship? Would you connect with them and share with them what you knew or? Yeah. I think it's just something that has to be honest because I know like a couple months ago some kid who I've like I don't think I've ever talked to him but I know who he is he sent a message in my LinkedIn saying 
oh, I see that you're interested in this. Like, do you want to connect and like maybe talk some more? And it just seemed like a copy and paste message. I don't think that will get you anywhere. And I think some of the advice that like people try and give is like send as many messages to you can as as many people as possible. But if you're copying and pasting every single message, that's just going to end up in the trash. Nobody's going to want to read that. And so I think there has to be like serious interest. And if someone came to me and was like, how did you do this? Like, I'd love to like actually talk about this. I don't want to just use you to email your boss or whatever. Then I'd sit down with them and talk. I think what you said is interesting about the copy and pasting and cutting things, because I agree with you. I can tell when somebody's. It's very clear. And and I also tried to, when I was applying for stuff and there was a requirement for a cover letter, I wouldn't apply to it unless I really wanted to. And I think that was honestly a good way of weeding out applicants. Because if I really wanted the job, I would write a cover letter and I wasn't going to submit a half-assed application where I just copy and paste and just put in different names for the employer. I think that's good. What do you, what are you thinking, Marky? I don't think Marky's applied for a job in a while. <laughs> <laughs> this is when, true. When you're the boss, you don't have to. <laughs> exactly. He had a job once. I know. I know he did. Who and did? Then, you. You. Oh, like you sure. had to apply for a job. Yeah, I, I got it too. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know anything about that. Wait, but, <laughs> but but wait, but didn't you get the job at the other Bolt Nut Company? No. Where did you work after college? Sperry ran Univac. And how did you get that job? I don't know. I, somebody said they, they, they were looking for somebody, and I, I can't remember. It was too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got but it. But see somebody. See, the key is the somebody, and that's where I think, you know, again, you're a good networker, and it worked out for you, but sometimes that... 25% might have to turn into 40% or 50%. Like reach out to somebody that you're not quite yeah. confident in because I that's, think that's good advice. I think it's that sort of pushing the envelope a little bit of your networking skills or meeting people or introducing yourself to someone. But, but you got to be sincere. You got to be sincere. Cuz people can see through you if you're not. Mm-hmm. I think that too like I interviewed at a couple other places and they weren't really places that I wanted to work and then when this opportunity came up and I was able to interview with them I was genuinely sincere about wanting the job and I think that's why I got it it wasn't right just trying to put something together and okay so once you got the job or not the job once you knew you were going to be interviewed did you do any research on any of the people or any deeper research in the company or we haven't really talked about this? So. I, I did. Merry Christmas. Let's yes. talk a little bit more. Uh, um, I, I looked more into the company and then like who I was being interviewed by and kind of their position and their background. And like sometimes I'd bring that up, but I don't think it was like seriously extensive research. And I also like, I know that like that would be another way to like tell if somebody's interested is if they've done their research but i think also just like being passionate about what you're interviewing for like they want to hear that you're interested in more than just like the title and the position like the actual work is what they want to see yeah did you um did you have questions that you were going to ask them one question that i i really like to ask is like if they feel 
satisfied or if they feel like they have a purpose when they're working and that they're not just doing like meaningless stuff that they they aren't actually interested in Hmm. and i think like you could tell like sometimes a few people would pause and they'd put together a sponsor other times they'd be like i love this job like blah 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 like this is a great company and that seemed like a little more like if someone's interviewing me to hire like i'd hope that they're also interested in the company and that they find purpose it's a good question that was that was like the one question that i'd always ask but do you think but the pause might just be that's a hard question yeah i think but you could tell yeah so i'm curious about this is how do you tell you guys, Mark, you said this of how do you tell if somebody's genuine? Let's talk about that for a second because you always say you can, you know, you size people up. One of my first jobs, Eric, Mark meets a guy that I think was my boss at the time, shakes his hand, and the guy walks away, and Mark's like, ah, I don't like him. <laughs> I was like, that was like a 30 second connection. Like, how do you, how can you assess somebody so quickly? Some of it comes from long experience. You, if you trust your judgment and you've been right, uh, you're not afraid to express it. And, and there's no way of avoiding the first impression that you make on people. If somebody's conscious of how they're behaving, well, but it's, it's a good thing to, to remember whenever you meet anybody. They, they're, they're getting, however you act in the first 15 seconds is mm-hmm. good they'll remember for a long time. Yeah. I think there's a book written about it. It's like seven seconds. People size people up right at the very beginning. Right, yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely something that's hard to do, and, like, maybe you won't be right about that, but I think just, like, trusting your gut. Like, if there was any reason that you thought that they weren't, like, doing something in your best interest, Mm-hmm. And there must be something behind it. Um, I want to go back to Eric. You said something interesting about your friends. If you see something on LinkedIn, you'd forward it on to your friend. You know, mm-hmm. something that might look interesting. Because you have a lot of friends probably still that are looking for yeah. internships. It's January. They're starting to freak out. Will they have a job for the summer? You know, what are they going to do? What a, Explain sort of how you do that or how do you, how do you find out what they're looking for? I think, yeah, the first thing in that is, like, the one clear-cut example that I have is, like, if you go out and post on your LinkedIn what you're interested in and, like, you make that clear, then it's easier for people, like, to reach out and help you. And so if it's, like, your header, like, posting, I'm interested in business analytics, like, I'm looking for opportunities, or, like, there was a SPA alum who uh, is playing college baseball now and is like very clearly like interested in the baseball industry and like wants to work in sports after. And you sent me something from Dave Winfield about a position with the MLB. And I haven't spoken to this guy in like four years, but like, I, like I think that this was a position that like he would want to know about and he made that clear before. So it just, Showing what you're interested in makes it easy for people to to help you. It's great. Show what you're interested in because mm-hmm. I, I, I think you've uh, made a lot of friends through being interested in track and field, right? Mm-hmm. And school yeah. and basketball. Well, no, not. I mean, you're smiling at me, but yeah. I think it's, you know, it 
it's come pretty naturally to you to make some friends or get involved in things. And you do have to get involved. It's always like, put yourself out there. Show up. What were you going to say, Mark? I was going to say that I figured out from this conversation that the best thing I can do is keep quiet because I'd much rather listen to somebody of the generation that's paying attention to these spots. This, yeah, this might be a little more, this episode is more current, right? more our speed. But I, I, don't, I think that and there's... You're, and you're assuming your grandfather is not current. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have yet to connect with you on LinkedIn, so right. I'll take a look. But I think that there's definitely things that, like, I can learn. And I think, like, the big thing, too, is, like, I see you have, like, a very close network of friends that you've, like, stayed close with for, what, like, 60 or 70 years. And, like, that's something that... Like, those people will still look out for you all the time, and that's something, like, that, that'll that remain consistent. Like, that's, like, a circle that you need to have no matter what. Thank you. You're right. Well, th- think about it. I mean, your friends from the U of M or at times during business, during business struggles, your network was... They were there for me when I needed them. Yeah. That was a long time ago. But that's the, that's the power of the network is the highs and lows, and they're there for Going back to what we were talking about earlier, like I have a bunch of connections on LinkedIn, but a quarter of them are people that I actually like trust to help me, and even a smaller number amount that like if I needed something very badly, that I'd reach out to them. And so, like having having an expansive network is awesome, and that's it looks great, but I think like having people like ten or fifteen people behind the scenes that will help you get things done like that matters more than knowing a thousand people a thousand people exactly i would say i would say exactly what you said of I, people go to linkedin thinking i've got to get you know 500 plus people or lots of people it's quality not quantity yeah and you know if you're in sales that's a different game but you still have to start with quality and that's where it comes into what your reputation is and what you do yeah. What else, Marky? Because you're listening, but yet you you have built some very good relationships. And literally, if we left you here in the market to just walk around for an hour, my hunch is you would come out with five new friends easy. <laughs> well, because it, 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 it's something I enjoy, talking to people and learning, being another connection that you have. But, it, but, but I don't know whether that's something that can be taught or it's natural, or a little of each. You seem to have a pretty diverse network. Yeah, I try, and I think I benefit from the track team at school is pretty diverse crowd, but another thing that's hard is, like, people are going to be friends with people that are similar to them. So let's talk a little bit about our generational networking and how have you built some friends or your network through sports on the track team i know when i was looking for position like uh, an internship uh the guys that had just graduated were some of the first people that i reached out to and also when i first showed up on campus they like kind of made it clear like the alumni from before on the track team like in the same way that a fraternity or like some other group operates like they'll make sure to look out for you and so like they provided me with the resources to like make sure that network was available to me and like academic stuff like which professors to take all that kind of stuff pretty much right away like just being part of that team gave me like the access to reach out to a ton of people and like 
because I, I felt a real connection that wasn't just professional, like by being on a sports team with these people and knowing them as like humans and not just uh, a, a job title. Like it, it was more comfortable for me to reach out to them. I think there's something around sports that you said is natural and you were genuinely like you wanted to go see some games or they told you that and knew it would be mm-hmm. fun. So sports to me can be a common place to build connections. You said go build to build a network, get involved in things that interest you. I wasn't really looking at it like that, but now I, I kind of see that. I originally was just like, these are a group of people and now, now they're part of my network. But I think that's also like a good point too. Like you can tell a lot about someone by the way that they, they act and more judgment skills, but if they're a cheater making some bad calls and they're probably doing the same things like yeah in life so that's a good point too that that's like sports are making someone like show their their true self well and you think about who you have and mark you said you played softball with some of the guys from your fraternity and as you get to know people you know you do things with them and when you work with people you're spending a lot of time working on stuff so you want people that are you know team players or as you said, good attitude, work has highs and lows. You know, how do we get through some of that? I, I'll i be out of town celebrating my girlfriend, Emily Kunkel's birthday. Oh, uh, Emily gets the shout out. I told, her that I, I told her that I'd shout her out. Hi, Emily. <laughs> but I will say. Hi, Emily. Happy birthday. Um, it's been fun. The fun. It's been fun. It's always it's fun here fun. at the market. Come on down and check out. We got a cool new space that I'm so excited about. So well done, Matt. Um, research the Friends of the Midtown Global Market online. You can donate to support 30 other entrepreneurs, or you can come on down and get what? We got five different t shirts slash sweatshirts, a little bag, a cookbook with everything. Oh, the hat. I missed the hat. A whole bunch of um, new things, but you got to eat those chicken wings and fries before they mm-hmm. get cold. And thank you both for being guests. Thank You're you for awesome. having me. A great gift. Over and out, everybody. Keep, keep being thank an all star. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.